Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, uh, the hottest NBA uh, podcast on Spotify. Yes, you heard that right. We're on Spotify now. Hell Those yeah. Those of us religiously listening on Podbean, we appreciate it. Keep it up. But go ahead and switch to Spotify if you'd like. Um, we understand it's a lot easier, and we're just, we're just happy to be there. Yeah, baby. Good to be. Thanks for, uh, for everyone who's helped get us to this point. If you could uh, go ahead and give us a follow, and we really appreciate it. But uh, so That one guy in Germany. Yeah, Way man. to go, man. <laughs> hey, we also have a Swedish listener. And a Finland listener and a couple Canadian listeners. I think it's a he, Finnish listener. You guys listener. weren't drunk at three in the morning. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, totally um, so I know we've never started a podcast this way, but James Harden. Jesus Christ. That's definitely think, like every single time we think he's like done enough to be so impressive that we have to talk about and like we'll be done. Like, well, all right, let's not talk about him for a while. Yeah, like, he, just, oh, wait. he just continues. Yeah, to, like we were impressed, like three straight forty points games, and then he goes and dropped two straight fifty. Did you see what the Lakers said today? No, they came out for the game. Uh, what's your game plan? Is like, is I mean, we're just gonna try to hold hard to at least under fifty. That'd at be nice. At least right? under fifty. <laughs> Or how the Lakers are going to attack the game tonight. At least under 50. We're going to see it tonight. It's I don't think going to do it. We shoot this. I don't think they can do it. They're, they did just beat the, the OKC Thunder, but what was the score of that game? 100 and, uh, it's like 136 to 120 something. It was it was a high scoring game. These, I mean, I, these rookies have sometimes have great games. I think it, especially when they go in with a good game plan, like with the OKC. They shut down Paul George. That's, that was their game plan. Uh, he, these, um, this, they also played half the game with the Warriors. They brought the Warriors brought it within two at one point, and then they came back to have a twenty point win, which means for at least a quarter they beat the Warriors by twenty. And this is without LeBron James. And so, like, don't get wrong, James Harden's unbelievable, and I don't, I don't know how to stop him. But if they can figure out how to stop him, there, Houston really seems to be a one trick pony of a team. If you shut down James Harden. That team's lost. Even when you shut down, I mean, it's hard to say that you shut him down. I don't I really don't understand because their loss, they recently lost, uh, or, or, let's see here, James Harden put up 47, I think, or it was a high 40s number, and they lost to the Magic. That's who it was. Yep. He went like one for 13 on his three-point shots. He got 58 points and lost to the Knicks. Or not the next yes. Oh, to the in, in overtime, yeah. yeah. So I would say it's less stopping him, more outscore the managing rest of the team. Him. Yeah, yeah. You're, they're pretty much they're saying I wouldn't even say stop Harden. It's let him do what he wants and make sure no one else on that team scores. It's, it's the Warriors game uh, game one of the finals last year. Oh. Let's just let LeBron do him, and we'll just outscore the rest of the team. So that's I guess that might be the way you beat the the, the Rockets. Regardless. In those pa- in those fifty point games that James Harden had, interesting stat: zero of those points came from an assist. He's the best ISO ball player to ever play the game, which hurts me to say because I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. But ISO ball to, a, the, I, to I, the extreme. Allen Iverson's just never done that. I think you need a new def- definition, like. It's, there's it's ISO ball, ball and then there's ball. James Harden. It's yeah. Harden ball, man. Like it's, he's literally has more ISO plays. Than the rest of the of uh, than any other team combined in the NBA. And you look at like them, the entire team. Can, can you can you blame them? I mean, they're just so thin with Chris Paul and now Capella. They didn't resign House Junior to that contract. Obviously, they have not been playing Melo or anything like that. Like, I, I like he's had like to House he really has warm. to score. Yeah, we didn't know who he was. Remember when they signed yeah. him? They're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's got twenty minutes a game. What? <laughs> And they finally, he was doing well. He had some serious ups. He could shoot the three ball. He seemed like a prime so, Rockets yeah, player. My, my question is, who is the Rockets' other two-way player? Because is it his time to now come up and play his uh, two months on the team? Because every team had, gets two was, two-way players. It's uh, Daniel House Jr., and I don't remember the second uh, one. I want to say his name's like Ennis or something? E-N-N-E-S? James Ennis? It was like Enlay or something. Oh, it could be it could be Vince Edwards. Nunnally. James Nunnally. Nunnally? Nunnally? That was close. <laughs> Nunnally? Whatever his name is, it's your time to shine. Yeah, he, he, he put up some serious numbers against he, he, uh, the, yeah. the Nets. It was yeah. against the Nets. Against he had a great game. Hit, uh, and he had a really big three down the stretch. 
Um, and like it seemed like it was going to steal the game, and then uh, Spencer DeWindy's just like, like, nope, ah, I'm good, it's fine. Jared Allen had his first 2020 game of the, of his career. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, Jared Allen turned into quite the. I like the. I love the Nets this year. They're a great underdog. They're team. so much fun. They're so much fun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're they're officially above 500 now. They're 24 and 23. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, look at that. That's a and I believe. Yep, six in the playoffs. They yeah. are yeah above 500, six in the playoffs. Wow. The um look, look at them go. <laughs> look at them go. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about James Harden. He officially beat Kobe's 16 game streak of 30 plus points. I think he's on 18 or 19 now. Um, he's also the only player to average over 40 points. Uh, over, or he's the only player since the merger because obviously yeah, Will did, Will Chamberlain. But, uh, he's the only player since the merger to average over 40 points. Over uh, forty game period, or sorry, twenty game period. So he also he he tied Elgin Baylor for his streak. He was like tied, I think, in fifth place for forty point games. So he passed Kobe. Now he's tied Elgin Baylor. I think he may have almost passed him. He's got to get four more to beat Wilt. Wilt is in his fourth place, but then he needs uh, another forty to beat Wilt in fir- to get first place. So. Long story short, Wilt was really good. Yeah. So yeah, but that's. Uh, I, I guess that brings me to my my question: Does Giannis still have an MV, a chance at MVP? If, if Harden keeps this up, no fucking way. I I would say it's. Nah, I, I mean, what was he? Gian, Giannis before? is doing all he can right now. He's averaging something like 25, 12 rebounds, five assists. He's got the Bucks first in the East. He's doing all he can. He's doing but the most. He's, but he's not averaging 40 points. Exactly. The only way he can do it is if he ups his point, points average. Right now, that's that's M- the only thing he can do. M- MVP is James Harden's to lose. Yeah. Like, that's... When Chris Paul comes back, do you think that's going to affect it? Uh, A little bit. I'll be curious to see how they use Chris Paul when he comes back. If um, they use him like Chris Paul was when he was there, I think it will. Because yeah. they weren't... They, they really haven't. I could see them taking their time with him, kind of like the Warriors did with Boogie. They really waited until, until he was 100 ready. And if Harden keeps playing this way and the Rockets keep winning, why mess with the good thing? Wait till Chris Paul is 100 percent ready to come back and then bring him in. And yeah, I mean, two seasons in, I don't think they. As I agree, I don't think they found exactly how those two were together. And with the style of offense Harden has been playing this year. Is what is the way he's been playing this year different than how he played last year? James Harden. I think it's just been almost like inflated. He plays the same type of basketball, but I think he's playing he's more. Last, 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 last year he had Chris Paul all year, so this year he's playing that, but getting all of Chris Paul's usage. Okay, because when they were facing the Warriors in the final Western Conference Finals last year, it was it seemed like. Uh, Chris Paul was taking the reins as the, the like the go through guy. Like the he was the point guard, the facilitator, facilitating so, all the points and everything. So I'm just gonna. I just saw that. Um, we're watching the just for our listeners to know if you hear us react. We're watching the Celtics Hawks games, and on the other screen we have the pregame to the uh, Lakers Rockets. That's about to come on, but they showed a stat for uh, James Harden since we're talking about him. He has shot seventy, or he has made seventy-six step-back threes this year. Well, did you see the one before that? It had leaders in step-back field goals made on the season. Oh yeah. Second place CJ was McCall. CJ McCollum with fifty-four. At one hundred and fifty-seven was James Harden. So <laughs> he, he he's just short of tripling him. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean. That's James Harden. I, that's yeah. That's James Harden. That's ISO ball. That's yeah. That's so just, that's just his mo this year. So the Rockets are going up against the Lakers tonight. The Lakers are without LeBron for the thirteenth consecutive game. Thirteenth consecutive game. The most he's ever missed in his career consecutively. Um, and their record right now, I believe, is they're five and they're five, five over their last ten. They're five and seven without LeBron. Five, five and seven, seven without LeBron. LeBron. It was looking real bleak. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, without him, like they couldn't, they couldn't win. They couldn't buy a game. It was it was pretty bad. So that lends to LeBron's greatness of how he teams kind of suck without him. But I think he might be in a better position than when he was on the Cavs because they they have shown signs of being able to win tough games. Like look at OKC that that game where they, I mean by the skin of their teeth, but still they they. Uh, 
they showed that they could play with some really good teams. Um, I agree, but then they showed they they lose to some bad ones. They uh, so lost to the Cavs. I I, yeah. I I think I think largely it's they play really well against teams where they can have a set game plan. And I love the Cavs to death, but the set game plan for the Cavs is go out and score more. It's not like everyone. It's not like anyone need to shut this person down. It's like oh my god, we need to make sure that Tristan Thompson. Is not get like not a fact. Doesn't it's, drop fifty tonight. He yeah. did last night. Yeah, no, they're so, more of a wild card team. Exactly. Like, so you know, I, I, it seems to me that this young talent, um, and this coaching staff without LeBron does really get well against teams that you can make a clear game plan for. And so, um, they beat the Celtics. They beat the Nuggets also. That's another team number one in the uh, West. They beat the Nuggets. Um. And also, furthermore, all their big wins have come on the road, too, uh, which is double weird. And then we'll see how they do against the Rockets tonight. But um, And another thing is when LeBron got injured against the Warriors, the Warriors brought it within two post his injury, but then they came back to win by over 20, which means this young core without LeBron in at least, uh, what was it, like a quarter and a half period? Yeah. Uh, outplayed the outplayed Warriors. Outplayed the Warriors by 20, over 20 points. So that brings the question... Are there playoff? Do they still have playoff hopes? They're 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 on the fringe. They're right outside or right. Yeah, in the, I I think depending on how the Jazz. Do. I th- yeah, I think well the Jazz now have hopped them. Yeah. Um, yep. it's the Clippers have fallen out of the playoffs. I think I think from the get go when they knew LeBron was going to be out for an unknown amount of time, it was you know just keep the ship afloat. Yep. Yeah. Don't do anything. You don't need to go out like I don't even expect to go out and win a lot. Like don't go out and lose. Like, lose 10 straight, you know, keep it steady near 500, and then when LeBron comes back, he'll get those wins back and stay in the playoffs or within reach. Although, unless you're the Suns, everyone is in reach of the playoffs. I I, I think when he comes back, they can totally get back to the four seed. I think that's within their their grasp. I mean, they're only three and a half back. From the four seed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a tight race right now. Literally anyone in the West is still open but the Suns. Mm-hmm. So of the of the Lakers, who are kind of not carrying the team, I think the people who have stepped up are Lonzo as a great facilitator. Yeah, uh, he's not been afraid to take big shots in the in those clutch moments. He'll he'll pull up a three uh, in overtime. That's what he did against the Thunder. Uh, Zubac has been good. great. I, I, I was hoping you weren't going to say him because I was going to bring him up. He's been unreal. What did he get a double double? Yeah. I, I think I think Kuzma's been their best player since LeBron has gone. He's now. been and great. Sure. Uh, Ingram's been playing solid too. KCP's oh, shooting better now. Ingram's, I would disagree on that. No, you don't think Ingram's look good? I think Ingram, Ingram is his usual self: up, down, up, down, up, down. Too many turnovers. Not enough consistent scoring. And d- defensively, he's been doing fine, but. We, he's supposed to be the LeBron-esque player while LeBron's out. This is his time to, to show how how good of a player he can be, and I think he's just kind of missing the opportunity to showcase his abilities. And I don't know what it is, but it's bad. It's He's young. you know. Yeah. He's, I keep forgetting how young he is. The kid's 20. Yeah, Are you 21? Yeah. I think he's 20. I double check that. He's a young guy. Yeah, but regardless, that, that is crazy young to have been in the league for as long as he has. Since 2016 um, is when he was drafted. He's 21. 21. But kid's 20, kid is 21 years old. So I guess I'm being a little bit hard on him. I just I know he's going to be a great player, and I'm expecting a little bit much out of I think a little too much out of him. But while you have the spotlight, I think that mm-hmm. you should be I mean, he, he went one for nine for 11% from the field and only eight points in that Oklahoma City win. Vernon yeah. so, Kuzma kind of carried carried the team that night, and Zubak had that twenty ten game. So yeah, four turnovers, not great. Eight points. Ugh. Another team who started out really slow but is now in the playoff picture. We talked about them a second ago. Um, is the Utah Jazz, and this might be what the Utah Jazz does every season, where they start out really disappointing, and everyone's giving up on them, and then they just decide. You know what? No, we're a playoff team and sneak, turn, turn sneak it up to the four seed. Completely around. So they're on that the might be strategy, they, they've, won, they've won six straight games, eight of their last ten. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, here's a fun thing about the Jazz. Um, the Jazz have played 444 possessions with Donovan Mitchell, point guard, and Rudy Gobert at center. 
Um, they are plus 10.7 points per 100 possessions, which is the 94th percentile with this lineup. Um, <laughs> and they're also 13-3 and three when Mitchell has at least five assists. So they're finally realizing to put Mitchell at the one because he truly is a great point guard. I don't. I could never understand why he wasn't their point guard. Well, because... Ricky Rubio is good, but he's good off the bench. Keep him off the bench. Well, also, they're thinking Ricky Rubio was a great facilitator and with what a good scorer that... Um, Mitchell is that maybe he would lead to more points for Mitchell, which isn't like a bad thought. Yeah. But I mean, just. But the, here's the, the numbers thing. in the games don't lie. Well, yeah, when you're guarding Ricky Rubio versus when you're guarding Donovan Mitchell, you know what I'm not as afraid of? What are you not as afraid? Ricky Rubio dunking on my ass. Right. No, you're yeah. That's not. I mean, that's just a part of the, of Ricky's game that he doesn't. Have, which no digs on him for that. He's also not a great shooter. Oh, uh, he does okay. He, he, he's got he, he's got a lot better the last couple of years, but like he's I said, some, he's had multiple thirty point games. He had like the third or fourth most thirty point games of oh shit. Um, he had a lot of thirty point games. I know that, so he can score. Yeah, but I think he does it best when he's in a, a supporting role. Yeah, no, I, and I think he would. I think he, if he's your off the bench point guard, I think the off the bench point guard is a super underrated position. I Big think time. when you look at great teams that almost all of them have a great playmaker coming off the bench. Like One one of the most uh, uh, thanked, uh, least thanked players who is a big part of this dynasty's uh, role through uh, the NBA is Sean Livingston does so much for the Warriors. Yeah, he does. Sean Livingston, like, because of Sean Livingston, pretty much alone, he's pretty much the only like consistent piece on the um, Warriors bench. He and Iguodala. Iguodala. And Iguodala, yeah. But Iguodala's even sometimes He a was starter. their starter for a while. Yeah. yeah. They, but, they're the only two who've been there since the first one. Yeah. 2015 was, yeah. And, and that and then that and, Draymond, I Steph, mean, and Clay, and, but, Yeah, well, like bench pieces yeah. have been there for all that. I mean, the yeah. bench is rotating there. But, and, you know, he comes also, in and doesn't miss a 10-foot jumper because I, I don't think he can. But, yeah. He hits it every doesn't time. Doesn't take threes, and that's fine. Boston has Terry Rozier. Um, uh, Lakers have Rajon Rondo. OKC has Dennis uh, Schroeder. OKC has Dennis Schroeder. Clippers have Lou Williams. Um, all uh, great Bucks have, Bucks have Malcolm Brogdon. Have, uh, Fred Fred Bucks have Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, all these very good playoff teams have great backup point guards, which is something that is needed to not. You need someone to facilitate plays when your starters aren't on the roll or else you're just giving away points. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Great jump starters off the bench. Yep. Um, which is why the Celtics is, were able to still go far last year even without Kyrie because Terry Rozier is that caliber of player. And that's why everyone was thinking right after that playoff series, man, when his contract's up, that guy's going to get paid. Someone's going to shell out for yeah. him to be their starting point guard. I still think that's going to happen. He's gonna. He wants to get paid. Yeah. He, I, I disagreed with you before. I thought he was gonna be the, no, I mean, the guy who gives he, it up. He, he and wants, now he, he wants to get paid. paid. And he wants to get paid. And Fra- someone Fra- like Fra- frankly, who can blame him? Like, and you know, he needs to point guard the Suns. Yeah, they yeah, need everything. Terry Rozier would make the Suns a scary team. A scary team? No, a scary team. A better team. No, not scary. I hate saying that because how many times have been like, well, the Suns just got this one piece. Because every year I come in and I'm looking at all the people that they've added to their draft. I'm like, oh, that team could look good. And then it's like, wait a second. No, they're still bad. Yeah. I thought Suns would be like, you know what? With how competitive the West is, they might be able to challenge. No. Yeah. Ky- Kyrie Irving is uh, having an incredible game right now. That's what if you hear us reacting, it's because he's oh, and now he goes to the bat. Oh, turnover! Big turnover! I cursed him. Classic. But, uh, <laughs> and doink. Marcus Smart coming in. All right, sorry. Um, and then the next team we wanted to talk about to the Jazz was the Thunder. So they have not so happy news. They have been kind of struggling in their last eleven games. They're five and six. Right before their win uh, today over the Seventy Sixers, they were four and six. Um, but the re- they were they were on such a good streak. They were doing great, finding out what their roles were. Their defense was super solid, getting steals and finding the dubs left and right. In these past ten game eleven games now, um, their defense has been lacking. Their turnovers have increased, and their shooting percentages have decreased. And those are the three things that you can't have and is having a successful team. Um, Russell, I love you. You know you're my favorite player, but your defense in crunch time has been abysmal. You are constantly not shifting to the next guy on a shift in defense. You turn the ball over. 
I, as a point guard, I can't really fault you for that. But with the amount of times you turn it over, you need to, you need to at least make up for it somewhere else. And t- um, Stephen Adams, you can't oh, really fault him for much. Um, while we're shitting on Russell Westbrook, oh, point geez, out I, I thought we could branch over this let, without uh, getting into let, it. Let, let, me, let, me, let me point out that he's also completely uh, reverting. In, in these last 11 games, he's reverted into being a chucker. He is throwing up a high volume of threes early in the shot clock, even though he's only shooting 22% uh, this I almost don't fault him for that as much. How do you not fault him for that? For taking bad shots he knows he can't make. Okay, I wouldn't call them bad shots. I would call them shots that he's not known to make. The shots that he's been he's been taking uh, if, threes. They're if, not been. If you shoot twenty two percent from three, any three you take early in the shot clock's a bad shot, and you can't convince me. Otherwise. But here's the thing: when they finally left him open against uh, the 76ers, he he made the three. It was in a, a very it was in a uh, corner three. They literally yeah, just gave him the he shot. Makes, he's like, "Go ahead, take it," and he did. He makes about twenty two percent of them. That's fair. That's fair. But I yeah okay. Um, Stephen Adams turning over. And Paul George, he's getting his numbers, he's getting his points, but his shooting percentages have been going down. Yeah. So, he's actually the only like he's the only thing working on defense right now. Though he is still he's playing very good defense. Yes. Um, he's in a bit of a uh, scoring a shooting slump. Um, but still scoring, but still scoring, but shooting slump. And I think if he can get out of that, he, uh, the Thunder can get back up. Um, also, is Fer- Ferguson's just now getting back right, and he's. I mean, he's not a huge part of their game, but he's enough that him missing is going to hurt. Yeah, he's athletic. He's a good D and three guy. Yeah, uh, and he's bouncy. Yeah. Very, very bouncy. Um, yeah, it'll be but it's good to see him see come back because he went down uh, hard. That was a scary injury. Um, um, and they're getting. Um, oh, Nerlens just... Noel came back yeah, already. Nerlens Noel's back. They're getting. Um, Roberson. Roberson back sometime that, sooner that, than later. That, Obviously, uh, he's an uh, offensive uh, liability, uh, but it's going to help on the the defensive, defensive I, side. I think. I think he should be uh, the off the bench t- uh, shooting guard. For I, sure, I think if you can have just a lockdown guard uh, off the bench for defensively, like I, I, I even argue you you go one for one, t- take him out when or put him in when Paul George comes out. That way, you're still keeping you're you're subbing one defense for one defense. At the three, he's not necessarily. But going then you to can be. shift your scoring abilities onto Stephen Adams or Russell Westbrook more. Yeah, and that way he when you're at the three, you're a little closer to the basket. Where he's more likely to make a shot because we all know he doesn't have any semblance of an outside shot in his game. Yeah. Whatsoever. So it's yeah. Watching this fan, wow, go Yeah. He's doing going through like the skills, skills challenge, challenge, killing he's it. Doing great. Threw in a little behind the back there. Oh, he's going up. Dunk it! No, he's white. It's okay. Oh. He thought it was gonna happen. He lost his hat. <laughs> Uh, uh, the right, last uh, team we wanted to talk about was we have a lot to talk about. The Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors finally. They're good. We out. get it. Twenty nineteen. It's out. over. Um, Demarcus Cousins is back. Um, yeah. First of all, they beat they beat the Nuggets um, to take the number one seed. We watched that. Just game. stole it from yeah, them, man. They, they just handed them their ass. They, they scored uh, fifty one points and a half, which is a new NBA record. Um, they also. Jesus, this guy. Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, they scored 51 points in a quarter, which is a new NBA record. They shot like 64, 65% from the field um, that game. So, like, the Nuggets were even playing decent, like, but when the other team shoots like that, there's just no way to beat them. Um, And then immediately the game after, they got uh, DeMarcus Cousins back, who uh, fouled out um, and. Marcus Cousins fell out. He fouled out. I knew he got two quick ones early, and the announcer was saying, "The question is, is he going to get a technical tonight?" He did not get. A technical. He didn't he get a tech. Um, he tried to. Demarcus it. Cousins got two techs, but didn't get ejected. He thought he got ejected, but it turns out because one of them was for unsportsmanlike conduct, and so it does. Well, boogie. Or no, I'm sorry, that was sorry, uh, Draymond. 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 I, I meant to say Draymond Green. Draymond Green got two techs. Um, regardless, the um, Warriors. They're, they finally figured it out, and all the hopes I had that the team they, was going to fall apart is coming up short, and I just... That was a pipe dream, and we know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little spat between Draymond and Kevin Durant that gave us all a little bit of hope. Maybe yeah. it's not going to work out. No, it's, but it's, it's Who knows? Fine. Maybe uh, KD or Clay leave this offseason. I'd say they got... Uh, they already said, DeMarcus already said he's not resigning. Yeah. So because I mean, they don't have the money for him. Yeah. So um, the question if, is, if Clay or KD leaves, they would have the money for him though. So maybe that's true. But I think the idea is they're just sticking with Demarcus is leaving because they're counting on them to come back. 
Um, that and I think they would rather do his shit. They, they've already but, proven what they have works, so they don't necessarily need the Vargas um, Cousins. So, but the the question is, can anyone beat the Warriors? Is there any point playing the rest of the season? Like at this point, I am leaning towards no. An East All Star team could. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they okay. So they scored fifty-one points in a quarter. Yeah. Without Demarcus to yeah. beat the Nuggets, yeah, I just that that broken NBA record collusion. The Bucks are going to trade Jason Terry for Kawhi Leonard. Straight <laughs> up, <laughs> Jason Terry still in the league? I saw him on the other day. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he retired last year. He was just the seeming the, the mm-hmm. at the time the most yeah expendable player on the Bucks. So, so uh, uh, th- 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 those are the teams we want to discuss. The next thing we want to well, discuss... Well, one last thing about the Warriors. the Warriors. They also broke another record uh, when they played the Pelicans for the most three-pointers made in the game. Who would they beat? Uh, the Pelicans. Well, it was, uh, it was, uh, no, it was combined. Well, it was combined. The previous record that they had beaten was their own against the Kings a few weeks prior. Well, no, it was teams combined, not... Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. The The stat is most three-pointers made in the game by Com- both, by like, both combined. So... It was previously the Warriors and the Kings, and the Warriors and the Pelicans just beat it at 43. So I think in going forward in the future, this this is a stat that's going to get broken numerous times. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's like the made three-pointers by a, by a player in a game. You know, what, Clay broke Curry's record, and then what, a week later, Curry broke, re-broke it? And, I don't think again, Curry's re-broken it. Yeah, he did. Yes, Literally he like did. a week later. He did, really? Yep. Yeah. Oh man, it was. Clay had it was Clay, funny. Clay had it. For, Clay was like shooting bad to start the season, then had this big game, and literally two weeks later, Curry went back and replayed the record. Back? Durant, I don't know. I was like, who's next? It's, you got to think it's coming from that team, right? Oh yeah. Uh, um. All right. So on on to the next thing going on. Um. Here's just a great idea that the NBA had. The Moving forward, best idea on had. high pro on high profile games. They are going to have the refs answering on Twitter during the game. So, like, when people complain to the refs, they'll be able to respond. And I know that, I know that like, the internet is a great place filled with gifts of dogs and porn. And, like, those are all good things. But do they know that there's a lot of bad people on the internet? I don't like, think they've really thought this one through. Bad so, people. I, I'm not on Twitter. Can more than one person be active on one Twitter account at the same time? Because they're going yes. to need multiple people answering questions because that's how many tweets that they're going to get. They're going to get tweeted night. at millions and, of times. And furthermore, how are they going to filter through the trolls? Because like, I'll be honest. I, I guess that wouldn't be too hard because if you ask a question that's not very astute, it's just a fuck you to the refs. No, no, well, no. of course they aren't going to answer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is if you were to get some people who actually know a thing or two about basketball and could make fuck you questions sound like real questions, I think that could be a fun little activity that I could drink a bunch of beers and then watch a high-profile game <laughs> and uh, tweet, tweet at some refs. I think that sounds like something that's on my to-do list. <laughs> so they're going to start doing that, I think, next next weekend. I think starting in February is what they were saying. Uh, so in a couple weeks, that's when they'll start answering for high-profile games. So yeah. which I don't know. I think it's just nationally televised, probably. Probably those eight thirty spot time slots. Yeah. Um, the big games, which the Saturdays. Pretty much, I would say now that ABC starting to air NBA games, ABC's games are always bigger games. Yeah. Like they had all of the Christmas games. They Warriors, Lakers, game. yeah. Warriors, um, Rockets, Lakers, Lakers Rockets. Rockets, Lakers, Celtics. OKC 76ers again will be in February. Um, OKC Thunder, or sorry, OKC Warriors. The Warriors are in there a lot. They're gonna you know be- who I think gets snubbed by the national media, which is a shame because they're a top tier team? The Raptors do not get enough nationally televised games. Because they're in games. Canada. Yeah, I, they kind of have that one coming. But, like, <laughs> feel bad for them because they're playing unbelievable. Oh. Um, Win a second round playoff series and we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, well, they probably will now that LeBron's gone. <laughs> uh, but so the um, here's something weird that happened this last week. Um, the Cavaliers almost lost their number one pick, so they could have Cameron Payne. It ended up okay, but for a minute there, as a Cavs fan, I was panicking. It was just like, wait, what? Because there's a good chance we get Zion. So here's here's what happened. Uh, the Cavaliers had signed had offered Patrick McCaw 
I think it was like six million dollars. Six million two year. Uh, six million two year, and they got him. He signed it. Then they went ahead and waived him. Like ten days couple, later. Couple yeah, a couple days later, and then signed uh, Cameron Payne, the I think guard he was on Chicago. Yes, Gardner was on the Chicago. But Patrick McCall wanted to go to the Raptors, which he still might. He know he, he is. They signed. They signed. Anyway, the league. I think people from the Warriors filed with the league saying that there is tampering. Yeah. Because the Warriors did not match Cleveland. So if the Warriors had matched Cleveland's offer, then McCall would have been back with the Warriors. But right. the Warriors didn't want to match, and they thought Cleveland had just so the Warriors couldn't. Keep McCall. Exactly. Which is funny because why would they care? They'd never use him anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just a he, fuck he, you he to put, the He played some decent minutes in the playoffs before he got hurt like two years ago. Yeah. And that's all he's done. Oh, my goodness. So, regardless, um, I was panicking there for a minute. We're lucky we had a happy resolution that the league found no tampering. Um, but can you imagine just like being a Cleveland fan and – Losing out on potentially Zion Williams for Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. That'd been a real. That would. That would have stung. Oh, you know hurt. what the NBA probably saw? How big of a dumpster fire the Cavs front office model is right now, and figured that like we didn't even think about tampering when we were thinking about that. They just thought <laughs> they were stupid enough to. Yeah. Like, oh no, we really want Cameron Payne. Uh, um. All right. Uh. Moving onward. Uh, on February seventh, my new favorite NBA event is happening. Is the NBA All Star Draft? Yes, sir. It is going to be great. We're going to uh, by then we'll know who the uh, All Stars are and the captains. They've come out and said that the captains are going to be the two people with the most votes. One or the one from the East and the one from the West with the most votes. Um. So if right now LeBron's leading, so LeBron might be a captain again. So LeBron, 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 Giannis, LeBron and Giannis. The third returns came in. Um. Just to give you somewhat of an idea. On where where we're at in the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo three million six hundred thousand some change, uh, Kawhi or and then Kyrie Irving three million one hundred thousand and some change, almost two um, two hundred thousand. Kawhi Leonard two point eight, Joel Embiid two point two. Then it jumps pretty far. Uh, this is the so the front court for the East. Giannis, Kawhi, Joel are all in two millions, but then it jumps to Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jason Tatum, eight hundred twenty-six thousand. Jimmy Butler, seven hundred forty thousand. This brings me back to what I hate about their fan votes because it, let's don't get me wrong. Jason Tatum's good. He's a good player. But Jason no Tatum, fucking way, should yeah, he Jason be in the All Star? He, he's he's having a worse leading. he's having a worse year this year than he was last year. Yeah, it, it, there's no reason he should be the fourth leading uh, votes, like fourth. Fourth to the All Stars in the front. That's the, a, the, just for the front, in, court. In the front court. But, but then guards in the East: Kyrie Irving at three point one, Dwayne Wade at one point seven, yeah, Kemba Walker one point one, then Ben Simmons at nine hundred forty one thousand, Victor Oladipo at seven hundred seventy eight thousand. Oladipo should be way higher on that list, but Pacers aren't a big market team. I, I I really do not like the way that they're doing this. It, it really I, screws. So is it just, the, the I, fan vote only represents. Some of the vote, though. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, it's not going to be the whole thing. I'm so. excited to see what the actual is versus what how many votes came in. Because just right to now, see where Harden is like the third or fourth. I think he Harden's the fourth guard in the yeah. West. That yeah, that brings me Clearly to the all, West. All star like potential. He should be the one. Yeah. Front court: LeBron James, three point seven mil, almost three point eight. Luka Doncic, three point three. Paul George, two point five. Kevin Durant, two point four. Anthony Davis, two million. See, uh, right? Like that makes I think, a little bit more I sense. Luka, for I think Luka could be an all star. I think the three below him are above him. Yeah. But yeah. that's the fan vote for you. And once the players and GMs and other people vote on it, then we'll see those players. Moving on to the Move guards up. for the West, you got Steph Curry at 2.9, almost 3 million. Derrick Rose, 2.7. Um, James Harden, 2.3. Russell Westbrook, 2 mil. And then Klay Thompson at 1.1. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I really don't did like Did you say Damian Lillard? I did not. Snubbed again. I did not. Portland, that's because Portland's too small market. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this, this begs the question, how would you like it to be selected? I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. I think the best way selection could be is it's a team, it's a player vote. So every player in the NBA gets a vote, and you can't vote for players on your own team. 
Ow. And Seems then, pretty fair. Yeah, and then like then you get the people who really know basketball. You get and you get a little bit of insider knowledge because they're uh, like when you listen to NBA players talk, they, who do they always, respect. You know. Yeah, they always say that there's players who are better than their stat show or um just because of the role they play. One one guy who always gets mentioned in that is Drew Holiday. They say Drew Holiday is a top tier guard, but he doesn't get the stats, and part of it is because he gives so much to Anthony Davis. Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because I really like Drew Holiday. He showed up big in the playoffs last year for the Pels um, against, against the Blazers. Enough. Yeah. Wrecked him. And so I think I think that'd be the best way. Do you guys have any other ideas how this should both go? I think the fans should get... Uh, it's That's so hard because if you want to give them just one player, the fan vote, they would always choose... Okay, so maybe maybe do it like this. Let them do what they're doing. Have the NBA. This might be what they're doing. We really don't know. On when the NBA decides who the All Stars are, if the NBA or if the fan vote voted for somebody who's not in it, give it to the person who's like the top fan vote who's not already in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I kind of worded that like shit. So you mean like you, you give the fans I, 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 like one player in the select, East, one player in the West? Yeah. Select all but one of the All Stars, and then whoever is the highest fan vote that you haven't already selected gets in. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think that'd be fine. You know, I mean, I, that gives, I mean, that gives you like the Derrick Roses or the Dwayne Wades. Yeah, I mean, they're the highest. High, if that's who you really want in, the fans want to see them in yeah. there. They get their one person. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they should be able to determine who it is all the entire game. But you know, it is it is the players' league, so we'll see. Yeah. But importantly, the draft is televised. That's gonna be so much oh, fun. We get, know, we get to know who gets picked last. Yes. I know. I. We will be when, when, when those. I'd say when 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 they come out, we'll we'll do a little pre-draft. We will be doing an episode show. on February seventh, and we will release it as soon as possible. Hopefully, uh, the night of or February eighth, so we can get a a good uh, reaction to it. It's I, I'm excited. I, just, I think that's so much fun. That's, I don't know how it's gonna be. It might suck, but I don't think it is. How could it possibly suck having two of the all stars? Someone's the rest gonna of the cry. Team? Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. I really hope all the All-Stars are there and, like, the captains have to look them in the face as they don't pick them. <laughs> I don't think they're going to hat I come out I, of the I, green room. Some, like something tells, me, something tells me that's really not going to happen. Have you guys ever... That would be so amazing. It's probably... At the end, probably it, just going to be the two. It, it might be the two sitting between, like, a mediator. Yeah. And that's what it'll be. But yeah. if they, yeah, put up, like, had a nice, like... Dinner beforehand, yeah. everyone's out in the audience like they do in the normal draft. Think, I also think that the fans should really, I know you have your allegiances, but I think the fans should really look at this, this what it is, and pick two all-stars who, like, knowingly don't get along and make them <laughs> the captains, because I think that would just be fantastic. Last year's all-star game and was amazing. Westbrook. Yeah, and beating Westbrook would be perfect. Oh, yeah. my God. Dream on mm. and anybody. Yeah. Uh, anybody but, but um, Kyrie, apparently they're friends. <laughs> um, moving onward, uh, we have some trade talk coming up. Um, yep, trade deadline is fast approaching. It's on February 7th, right? Um, let's see, when is it? I th- I'm pretty sure they put the um, trade de- the draft on the trade deadline, uh, which I, I thought was a weird choice, but... Uh, we don't make the rules. Do 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 but so the one of the big names that's being thrown around right now is Dennis Scott Jr. Dennis Smith. Scott Jr. Smith. Sorry, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. wants out. Jen- no, that's fake news. Dennis Smith Jr. is fine with so here's he's fine with being traded, but he's not pushing for it. He, he's come out and said he's not happy with his role on the team. And ever since the uh, Mavs said that uh, they would um, be open shopping with it, he has not appeared appeared uh, to a single team uh, function. He's been. He has not gone to practice. He has not gone to games. You can say. Has he, he not played in the games? No, not. he he is out for illness. illness. Those are some big air quotes on that. Illness. Illness. Yeah. Just like in a scanter's outfit. And, out and no matter illness. no matter yeah. where someone is on your roster, how much the intent is, if someone is not happy, that's never a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the implosion of the Pittsburgh Steelers because someone started the season. Not happy. Yeah. Not saying it's going to get to that petty or drastic of a level, no. but it's still not a good thing to have someone in your locker room, someone who is 
what I thought was going to be like your solid point guard for the next decade, decade and a half, he's, he's be, be unhappy. I just, uh, I think, is it the problem with the coaching or is it a problem with the player? I'm having struggles deciding what where the fault lies because I, I, you have such great young talent. Not being able to get them to work together is just a travesty for your organization because you could trade away and get somebody else who works better. But not I, all players work together, though. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Like, so you you, ju- you can't always just say, "Oh, they're all good," so they're all on one team, and that's going to work. It doesn't always work. And I think um, Dennis Dennis Smith Jr. is too ball dominant. Um, I think he. Uh, is a player that is not very good at sharing the ball, um, which is weird as a point guard, but there's, there's some very good ball-dominant point guards. Um, in fact, until this year, Kyrie Irving is the perfect example of that. Kyrie Irving has had shockingly low assist numbers for uh, the position and the numbers he plays. But look at look what he is, and especially if uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is so athletic, plenty of teams would take him. Um, one team who I thought would love him would be the Suns, but the Suns have come out and said they have no interest. Um, the Magic is looking at them, and the Pistons are looking at him. The Magic have come out and said, or so the Mavericks are looking to the Magic to try to get Evan Fournier, yeah, which is a different type of player than Dennis Smith Jr., but I think achieves the same goal of getting a good assist, mm-hmm. and facilitating the ball to yeah. Luca. And he's also a pretty good shooter. Yeah, does what he needs to. He can get in there and score inside. He's pretty crafty. On a side note, the Mavericks have also come out and said that they don't intend to sign um, DeAndre Jordan to a long-term deal after the shooter. He's on a two-year deal. Yeah, so like they're not going to sign him. They're not going to give him an extension. They're not going to give him an extension. They're not going to sign him to a long-term deal. That's interesting. Yeah. They, they could the year after. Maybe they get a couple more pieces, and turns out they yeah. they could really use a center like him, and they might. Guy with the highest field goal percentage in NBA history finally learned how to shoot free throws, yeah. and you don't he's, want he, him on he, your he's, team? He's a fantastic talent. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, he is very reminiscent of the old NBA, um, which yeah. if they're trying to move to a younger, newer team, he doesn't fit that. But I think I think you know, maybe, he's still valuable. I think you can still build a team with him. Maybe they're looking to draft a center this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, if obviously, Luka, you had to take Luka, but last year would have been the Bull, draft Bull, Bull was the Bull Bull is probably the most best center. And also, he did Maver- get hurt, though. He's, he's done for the season but for the, Oregon. The Mavericks are in a position right now. They're in a playoff position. No, they're not. Ooh, they are. They're like 12 in the West. I think they're worse than 12. Really? They, yeah. yeah, I got it. But Bull Bull's projected to go like between 5 and 8, and that's probably about where the Mavericks are going to end yeah, up. 13th. Yeah, 13th. Yeah. That's 20 yeah, and 24, but okay. And so if they end up uh, if they end up with uh, in position, or maybe they trade up for him to get Bull Bull, I think Bull Bull would work because he's so... If, if that's what they're trying to do is make a younger, more future NBA team... He is he is the definition of future NBA. I would agree, but he, he is a point center. He stretches the floor. He's got he he's pretty thin, so um, you got more to pack more a little about. bit. Oh, I love to pull a Giannis, put yeah. on. But even Giannis took muscle. at least three three to four years to pack on some beef. Yes, and that's why I think if you keep DeAndre Jordan around, have Bull Bull mentor under him. And I know he's not a great shooting mentor, but you have Luca who knows how to shoot. You can use that. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it'd be a good idea to get rid of somebody that good for the future. I know that there there should be a transition period or something. I, I just don't see I, it. I wonder if they're saying that to like invite in trade offers because if you are if he is a good enough player that he has some value. And he does, it's okay. one of those things where you don't want to let him walk for nothing. Try to get some good trade out of him if you're going to yeah. get rid of him anyway. I get that. Yeah. Um, other trades that are possibly going on. The 76ers are looking to the Knicks to try to pick up a center, Noah Vonley. Uh, the young guy, I don't know too much about him, but I don't, I don't really get that. I, um, but hey, I don't no, know. They, they kind of already traded away their trade pieces, so I'm not sure what they're going to give the Knicks. But you There's know, been a lot of people contacting the Knicks, or sorry, not the Knicks, the 76ers about getting Ben Simmons. Yeah, we're uh, not going to trade Simmons for Noah Vonley. No, uh, you, you could... Bring you can use a three-team deal where um, yeah. one team gives a big piece to the Sixers and a scrub to the Knicks. The Knicks give the Noah Vonleh to the Sixers, and so the Sixers get for Ben Simmons gets oh fight oh fight oh, shit. oh fight Marcus <laughs> Smart Marcus Smart 
Not surprised. Flex on him. Oh! Brad Stevens is out on the floor talking to him. Oh, oh no! Oh, no! Uh, oh, that was awesome. Raptors over here, three count. Uh, eject that man. Eject that man. Pull the get Kyrie shoving and be like, get out of here. What are you doing? Get out of here. RKO out of nowhere. Oh, he's gone. Taking the jersey off. Another trade that has been talking for a long time um, is Bradley Beal. Um, I can't believe the trigger hasn't been pulled. Maybe they're waiting closer to the trade deadline to um, try to uh, try to figure out. Get as much value as out of them as they can. I mean, Lakers would be a great fit. Really, close Sandy would be a great fit. For the Wizards, I mean, they are three games out of the playoff spot. Not like they're going to go for it anyway. John Wall is out for the season. Trade Beal, tank. Here's the thing. And get a good draft pick. And then you've got whoever you get for Bradley Beal. Their owner said they will never tank. Yeah. Yeah. Although... If I were tanking, that's probably what I would say to Right. That's what Mark Cuban said, right? Or no, Mark Cuban came out and verbally said, I'm tanking, right? Yeah, then he got fined for it. $50,000, that's it. Um, But people who are interested in Bradley Beal primarily are the Heat. Heat have come out and tried to pursue him heavily. They, I think, have some pieces they want to get rid of. I don't know if they're worth it. Beal for Whiteside and Waiters. Dion Waiters wants to get more minutes. Beal for Whiteside and Waiters. Their coach, uh, what's the coach's name? For who? Pat Riley. No, Spolstra. That's the old one. Spolstra. Spolstra. Eric Spolstra has come out and said, if you want more minutes, the, talking to the media is not going to get him. That's yeah. not going to happen. So, but he's, he's right. That is totally. A, that is a little immature. Dumb, dumb, dumb. You just came back from injury, too. What are you doing, Dion? Uh, yeah, so. you know, I both teams, Dion and Whiteside for Beal, I think that's a good way to go because I know the Heat aren't happy with Whiteside right now. He's unhappy with them. They're starting to move towards their – Second-year center, Bam Adebayo out of Kentucky. He's been playing really well. You've got a couple, some great role players there. Might as well do it. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you wouldn't pull the trigger if you're either team. But yeah. yeah, it's... I don't know. Whiteside is a little old. Yeah, so especially if they're rebuilding, that's not who you want to rebuild around. No, but, I mean, are, are they rebuilding even, though? I mean, it's, it's hard to really get a, a good line on what the Wizards are even doing. So just because the uh, Heat are pursuing them doesn't necessarily mean and the it might not be the Wizards not are even going to give it. To yeah, them, you know? they might get they hell if they really are rebuilding, not tanking but rebuilding, uh, they might instead trade it for uh, Deion Waiters and a draft pick, or Deion, you know what I mean? Like there's other pieces they have or uh, Josh Ri- I would trade uh, Josh Richardson for Josh Richardson. And oh. I, I don't think that he want to try. I think they're trying to hang on to Josh Richardson. Oh, yeah. I would. He's, I'd he's hang on to him. valuable. Solid player. Or how about uh, Justice Winslow and a first rounder and a second rounder? Um, Justice Winslow's 2008 draft class? No. No, he came out with. Um, no, he was, was on that. Like, he was the most, he was he, on the most recent like Duke championship. He, he, he came out with, out with Tyus Jones. Jones and Jill Okafor. Yeah, so 2015. And Carl Anthony Towns, that draft class. Interesting. Okay, who am I thinking of on the Heat? Oh shoot! Um, but so the 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 last move that is coming, it's not t- technically a trade. Kind of three just got bought out by the Nets. Yep. Um, now the uh, Rockets are trying to find someone to. Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam. Yes, he's old. Yeah. Um, but, he's been there for ages. He was there before LeBron was there. Two thousand eight. Uh, but anyways. Uh, for they have to get rid of Mello to get Fareed, um, which means that they need to get Mello someone. Yes, yeah, so they're probably. So here's the thing: is as a fan of the Cavs, there's I a, I would take I would take <laughs> Mello from them for a pick, and ideally a first round. But I think I think realistically, I would do it for a second round. At this I point, I think the Rockets are almost up to. We will pay you to take Mello. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Just, we, we will give, give you give, Mello give, and money if you're not. Give, give us a Mello, get, or give us Mello and a pick is what I want. Yeah. And but here's the thing, I think Melo has a better it's more likely that he's gonna go to the Lakers. because um, LeBron. Because of LeBron. And they've come out and he's kind of just been the front runner for they kinda need shooting. I don't know if it, they would I think they would really hold him back. They're he's I don't I don't think he fits that team. I don't want him there. I, I don't think Melo fits any team. No, he's he's just it depends on what mellow we're talking about. If we're talking about Rockets mellow, yeah, nobody wants I don't that. think it matters at this point. If we're talking about um, New York mellow. New York mellow doesn't exist anymore. OKC mellow. OKC mellow is Rockets mellow. He's also garbage. Okay, Mellow's going to come out and all of a sudden he's going to be Denver. He's not good at OKC. I didn't enjoy it. I, I expected a lot more out of him. 
New York Knicks mellow is what everyone's trying to get. Denver mellow out of nowhere. Yeah. No, <laughs> 2003 Syracuse National Championship mellow coming yeah, back. He's, he's going to retire at the end of this year. I think some non-playoff team should take him for a pick. I hope it's the Cavs. Um, I know I like him. He's a Hall of Famer, but like, it's a real shame that he kept playing because uh, his career um, like, is going to end this way now. Yeah, it's his last game. He was like one for twelve or one for ten on three pointers. He had a bunch of turnovers. It was just bad. Not the way you really want to go out. So because Melo's just bad now. He's just bad now. He he doesn't fit the new NBA. He plays piss poor defense. He plays isolation ball incredibly inefficiently, and he shoots long twos primarily, which is the worst shot in basketball. Just, yeah, not it's just he doesn't fit the league anymore. The league's outgrown him, yeah, and he's gotten old. Yeah, so unfortunately, let's hope he doesn't go out that right. way. But it's probably looking like he will. So last thing, last thing we want to uh, talk about before we get to our recurring segments, um, Kyrie Irving recently showed a little bit of remorse. Um, he is having a hard time with the young players on his team, and he said in the interview, which really weird. Like I'm sure I don't know. Out of nowhere, really. He, he it was after a big win. It was after the Raptors win. That he said this in an interview. No, it was after they got beat badly by the Magic. No, so, no, it was after the Magic. It was after the Magic loss that he called him. He talked about it in an interview after the Raptors win. Exactly. So that was an interesting point to bring up because when he had first gotten angry after the Magic loss, let's paint you a picture on what happened. The inbounds play. Gordon Hayward threw the ball into Jason Tatum. You didn't who, get off an awful shot. Wasn't the it worst, was like, but it was, was a very it? contested shot in the corner. Missed it, lost the game. What Kyrie was mad about was having Kyrie or was having Gordon Hayward pass it into Jason Tatum instead of Kyrie, who was getting ready. He was about to make a move towards the ball to get. They still had some time left on the clock. He could have put up a shot. He wanted it. He got angry, and he voiced his opinions. Um, that's where all of this kind of started. And after this game, he put in a call to LeBron and he apologized to him. He said, "Hey, I'm sorry." Uh, when I was young, there, I was I wanted everything at my fingertips, as he said. And I, now that I'm a leader of a team, I realize how hard of a job, how hard of a role you were in. Exactly. Uh, interestingly enough, LeBron James was out to dinner with Kevin Love when he received the call because the Cavs were in uh, L.A. playing Lakers that that that. Uh, so, That's pretty funny. Yeah. I, it, look, when LeBron got the call, um, he looked down and said, "Wonder what he wants." And he was with Kevin Love and got the call. Um, so, Yo, I'm here with uh, my you, boy Kev. So, do you think? Here's a question: Is do you think that Kyrie regrets blowing up the team? Do you think Kyrie wish he stayed in Cleveland? No, okay. I don't think he does for no, this reason. I still think he wants to. He be still the wants to. He be still the wants to be the leader. I think he's just realized how hard it is, and yes. that he may not have made it easy on LeBron. That doesn't mean that he necessarily doesn't want to take on that challenge. I think he's just realizing what that challenge entails. He sees himself in some of the young players in Boston because they're younger. Jesus, that's four straight offensive rebounds. Guys like Jason Tatum, he sees a lot of himself in Jason Tatum, I think, and he sees how difficult it is to try to coach and be the, the inspiration, the guy to drive them to greatness that LeBron was for him. And to compare yourself against LeBron and... To, to realize that there's some stuff that you still got to learn, I think it's a very humble and big sign of growth for him. And then he came out uh, when he was uh, on the Raptors, or against the Raptors, had a huge game. He had 17 assists. 18, 18 assists. 18 assists. Uh, 20-some points. Uh, he either sh- he either scored or assisted all, all the final 25 Boston points of the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He came out and he started to realize what he needs to do for that team. And I think... That's when he decided to go to the media, and it's oh my! It was so funny when they when he first said it, they got so excited. He's like, so I called Braun, and after he finished talking, like everyone started talking to him. It's like, oh, LeBron, LeBron. He's like, all right, calm down, calm down. It's Braun. I know you're gonna chill, okay? And then when we start talking about Braun, everyone gets a little bit crazy. So let's just so, have, let's take it. Um. So my here's. I want to talk more about the, how weird the timing is. I personally think that they just had the timing of what of when he brought this up because it's coming off one of the biggest wins of their season. They beat the Raptors, who is the number two team in the East, mm-hmm. and is talked about as being potentially a favorite in the East. Um, 
And it was coming off a big game for him where especially he stepped in and did that uh, star role and he was previously mad at these players. And I don't know, I think maybe he did call and sincerely apologize, but I also think him choosing this time to tell the media about it, um, to me it feels like it's he's still trying to dig on his young players, trying to say like, hey, like you're young and you're young and immature and don't forget I'm the LeBron James of this team. It's like I, to, it, it, it's the timing of it that makes it seem very odd that it was right after this big win where, like like we said, he was responsible for the for the last 25 points of the game. He closed down on the stretch. He played fantastic. And I think it was absolutely like a, hey, here's your place. I think that's a little bit more, I'm not going to say cynical way to look at it, but a little bit more of a negative slant towards Kyrie maybe because he left the Cavaliers. No, we I... I just, buyer's remorse. I don't think... I, I see what you're saying, and I see that the timing was a little bit interesting. Yeah. But I think when things happen and when you talk about them are – like, it, it was still recent. It was still something that, that – maybe the timing was weird, but that's when he made the call to, yeah. to LeBron. He's like, hey, this is – I, I kind of – I'm sorry. I see where, where you were coming from and how difficult it may have been to deal with players like yeah. me. You know? And so also uh, – but also, like – To bring it up there, the there's, media, there's, there's, there's no reason that he had to tell the media about it. If, like, he could have just sincerely apologized. That would have just been a nice moment between the two. Okay. One thing I forgot to – that may be uh, the reason why he brought it up at this time was people were yelling – fans were yelling at uh, Kyrie that Kyrie's leaving when he had sat out for – I think it was after they had lost to the Magic. Kyrie yeah. sat out a game. And they, the fans at the opposing, I don't remember what the game was, were nice. chanting, Kyrie's leaving, Kyrie's yeah. leaving. So I think he may have been trying to answer some of those, those put to quell some of those comments saying, no, I'm fucking not. This well, is what needs that. This is what I'm doing. Well, if, if he's trying to convince people he's not leaving, maybe telling the media he's the LeBron of the team isn't the best way to do it. <laughs> what LeBron just do. Uh, fair, uh, fair. Alright, that brings us to worth mentioning. Anyone want to go first? I got a couple, so I'm going right. to jump on that one. Uh, ben Simmons shoots his first NBA three. No, he didn't. Ah, goes on the stat sheet. It goes on the stat sheet. Is one. He had crossed half court and threw up a lob, quote, air quote, to uh, Joel Embiid, who had, didn't touch it and it hit the backboard, thus being a three-point attempt. <sighs> Oh God, Jesus you Christ! Like that. Ugh. They're showing the kiss cam on the TV, and these Atlanta Hawks fans. This very age-inappropriate couple. It was probably like a fifty-five. Who's gonna kiss their beer? Oh, that's oh, aggressive. That was, that was non-consensual. She wasn't ready. She does not want that. Ooh, this is the most. See, see, that's how you kiss on a nice kiss cam. You consensually both lean in, that do a nice little peck. See how that was this guy was going. Okay, we're just right, gonna move sorry. on. Show sorry, beer. Um, what uh, any? What do you got, Nathan? Worth mentioning? Uh, my worth mentioning. I saw this the other day. Um, I'll see if you guys can. There are only two players in the NBA, current playing players, who were born in the 1970s. Name those two players. Circumvent. Yeah. The oldest players in the league. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you think there's a lot of older players, like you know, Parker's up there, and yeah. Jabari um, Parker. No, no, Tony. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like half the Spurs no. rosters up there. You know, it's that's fair. Uh, Gordon Dragic's getting up there too. Yeah. Um, All right. Sam. Um, OKC has been down two with under 15 <laughs> seconds seven times this season and have gone for three every single one, only hitting two of them, which is interesting because they are not a historically great three-point shooting team, but. They do have Russell Westbrook, who converts on two-pointers higher than most people in the league. And yeah. they also have a lot of very good – uh, Stephen Adams, they have a lot of very good options to get two points at the end of a game. Right? Yep. And they also historically are one of the best overtime teams in the league. So it makes me wonder why they continue to try to win on a three. Is it some maybe – they're, maybe they're saving this as – maybe they're trying to establish we always go for three in a close game. So in a playoff situation, they go, go for two and – Surprise people? Because Paul Man, George knows how to do it big time. I don't yeah, know. It's because <laughs> Paul George knows how to hit game winners. Hey, he's hit. He's he's now hit two. This two, season. two in his career. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's LeBron hit two two in the playoffs he, last year. He's so um he's two for three on game winners. 
Um, Russ is 0 for 2 on three-point game winners, and Alex Abrines is 0 for 2 on three-point game winners. Okay. Ooh. Good good stat. Good yeah. stat. Uh, Michael Jordan comes out and, uh, air quote, calls himself the GOAT. Um, so does LeBron. Twitter. Yeah. This I was think, afterwards. I think, I think he did it because he was worried about losing market share. So Twitter came out and said, tweet your uh, who you are in emojis. And Michael Jordan came out and tweeted a GOAT emoji. Thereby calling himself the goat. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Just I don't fight. think anybody's ever going to fault him for calling himself the goat like the way that LeBron did. And no. to be fair, LeBron, when he called himself the goat, he said it made me feel like I was the the, the greatest of all time. That that moment right there when they won the three feel. when they were down three yeah. one. Exactly. So people dog on him a lot for calling himself the goat, saying how dare you disrespect the players ever, who came ever, before you. Ever, ever, ever noticed those players are from Chicago? Those not just Chicago. I wouldn't say not just those people, but a lot of like NBA analysts, talking heads. The, like, the, the one I've heard who's been the most outspoken about it is Scotty Pippen. Which wonder if he is an agenda? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Um. Here's an interesting thing I just saw. Uh, Luka Doncic earned his first ejection today. What? Nice. Two what technical do? fouls. The second one, he punted the ball into the stands after the Monte Sabonis made. Heck yeah, he did. <laughs> That's Love a rookie it. move if I ever saw one. Love yeah. it. So, there you go. First ejection for Simonis. I mean, what LeBron made, what, 15 years before his first ejection was last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. He didn't get ejected. He was so close to breaking that record down. So close. <laughs> Only 14 years yeah. away. Um, this, here's a fun one. The Spurs are 30th in three-point frequency, but first in three-point percentage. Wow. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams at the beginning and of the, the season. Yeah, and they've really turned around. They shoot great, but they don't shoot a lot of them. I think that's the the coaching. They're like, yeah. hey, guys, don't shoot them if you're not open. Yeah. Only shoot the ones that you can guarantee. Yeah, but I, it makes me think they should be shooting more. Like, Well, here's the thing. At the beginning, they were shooting terribly. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think – yeah, they no. figured. I think they went back to the other side. Don't shoot them unless you're open. Now you want it to go back to shoot it yeah. more. But I would say if you're in the first place on your percentage, I, I see what you're. I don't know. That's no. Here's the thing: is I think they'd be a lot better off as a team if they were in fifth place as uh, on percentage and twenty uh, fifth place on frequency. Right. I guess. Yeah. Like, but they, you just want a less you want less of a deficit between the their three points made and three yeah. points attempted. Yeah. I get that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, my last one that I have is uh, Buddy Heald. He is Killing the only, only player from the 2016 draft class to average 20 points or more. 20 in like in a career in a career or this season. 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 I'm gonna look up the 2016. So you draft got Brandon Ingram. You got Ben Simmons, you got uh, Sabonis, you got um, shit. Who else was in that draft class? There was I had another person. Uh, Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn, Marquise Chris, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, that's who it was. Yeah, so, it's not it's not a great draft class, but like it's, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty it's a good it's a good role player draft class. Yeah. that's not a bad. I mean, twenty seventeen was much better, yeah. but I think overall. 2016 is better than a lot of them. <laughs> the worst draft class ever. Really? Jamal Murray isn't averaging more than 20 points this year? This yeah. Jamal, oh, yeah. Jamal Murray. forgot about him. Is he? He's not averaging more than 20? Nope. That's surprising. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I think that brings us to our player debate. Um, we have an interesting one today. Uh, we have Anthony Davis versus Kevin Garnett. Big ticket versus yep. AD. Uh so, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts before, before look, we look at yeah, anything. Before I look at the stats, um, I'm going to give a slight edge to um, Kevin Garnett. I think that I'm going to give mine to before looking at stats to um, Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, I, I I think that they are probably. I don't have the stats to back this up, but I think they are probably about equally dominant. And um, I think a big thing is Kevin Garnett has one more. He has a ring, but he went to a better team to do it. But I think when you look at him at Minnesota, he wasn't surrounded by a great team, but he turned that team into a very good team. Whereas MVP. The, the Pelicans are like they're not, they were fine last year, and they are not good this year. I would also say in the time Kevin Garnett played, he there was a lot less parity in the time that was a transition between Jordan 
and LeBron. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant was still on the rise. Shaq was still dominating. Um, but even in the midst of all that, Tim Duncan was still in the league. Uh, he was on the uptake. Uh, that's when Dirk Nowitzki was That's when Tim Duncan won his two MVPs. Yeah. Uh, 2004 was when... That was when the Nets were really good then. Kevin Garnett won his. Mm-hmm. And I think to have all those players around him and he still won MVP, that's that says a lot. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis, I think he also has a lot of great players around him. I think he has more people around him, so more competition. So it's a little bit harder for him to shine the way that Kevin Garnett did. If... Anthony Davis could bring his team that he has now to the playoffs. That's to me. That's that speaks a lot. James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo have great cases for MVP. I think Anthony Davis still is up there as well. He doesn't get talked about a lot, but he's say, honestly his, carrying the damn his team. His stats are there, but you, you got the, where the team finish also has to has to yeah. show as well. Exactly. Um, so now, uh, Nathan, did you look at the stats already? I've got Anthony Davis' stats up. Right now, he's at 29.3 points per game. Is this for the season or career? Oh, oh I can pull his career ones. Uh, career, he's at 24, 10, and 2. This year, he's 29, 13, and 4. Okay. So, he's shooting better in his career. Uh, I mean, that's probably taking his rookie year. In, he's in also account, got uh, one and a half steals a game and two and a half blocks per game on his career. Three point percentage at thirty two five is pretty good. He's shooting eighty percent right. from the free throw line, which is great for a big man. Yeah. Well, what's his three point thirty percent? Thirty two point five. Thirty two point five. That's, uh, that's, what, what's that's his, this season. Uh, career what, what's his regular field goal and his effective field goal? Should we take this season or should we take his career? Um just go both. Uh, okay. They're they're pretty comparable. Effective field goal is fifty one percent as a career and fifty two fifty three percent as this year. This year's fifty three two. Uh, career is fifty two seven. Uh, all right. Now look at KG's. KG, we got uh points seventeen point eight, ten rebounds, three point seven assists, uh three point percentage of twenty seven five. Although he was in a time when it wasn't as important, so that's still career that's still effect, pretty high. Effective field goal of fifty point one. Yeah. But look at a peak year for him because he, he we were talking about how the rookie year dilutes for AD, but he also KG also had the end of the year careers. Effective. So what he was what the 04 MVP? Look up his 04 stat line. 04. We're looking at. You can argue Anthony Davis. 50. 50.2 effective field goal percentage. Um, his points were 24-2. His uh, steals won five. Uh, total rebounds 13.9. That was his highest ever. And his uh, assists probably not too much. I have five assists. Still so pretty good. One more assist a game, but about five points less, and pretty close to equal rebounds. Shooting about the same. Um, so Anthony Davis is statistically a better player. Is mm-hmm. one takeaway. It's not yeah. by a lot, but statistically better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the team that he was fortunate to play on was what got him his ring, which uh, also in the time to get his uh, his MVP, he was also in like well, like I already said, he had a little bit less competition um, in the league. Yeah. You know, so I I still give it to Anthony Davis. I give it to Anthony Davis as well. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I believe no, I think Anthony Davis is a slightly better player. Career-wise, if he continues this trend, doesn't get anything, doesn't get a ring, doesn't get an MVP. Stat-wise, he'll still be the better player, but... It'd be a travesty if he just stays on the Pelicans and doesn't ever get to do anything. One of the most wasted talent. That would be so horrible. I mean, yeah. I'd go down as one of the biggest wasted talents in the league. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, to go along with LeBron. Not going to like Cavs. He had him for 11 years and they got one... Yeah. But I don't blame that on LeBron. I blame that on the ownership and general management being no, complete head cases. Did, LeBron's first did in Cleveland was complete waste. So yeah. sad. So sad. Yeah. Right. So. Well, that's the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we're looking forward to talking to you again soon. Peace.